BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. When one Russian oligarch dies under unusual circumstances involving his family, it's a crime. It's an investigation. When two Russian oligarchs die within a day of each other in circumstances that seem creepily similar, now it's a theory. Nobody's quite sure what's going on, but here's what we know so far. Former Kremlin official and Gazprom Bank vice president Vladislav Avayev, age 51, was found dead in his luxury Moscow apartment along the bodies of his wife and 13-year-old daughter on Monday. It appeared he had shot them before turning the gun on himself. The following day, former Novatech deputy chairman Sergei Protasenya, age 55, his wife Natalia, age 53, and 18-year-old daughter Maria were found dead in their Spanish mansion. The scene suggested the women had been stabbed before Protasenya hanged himself in the garden. Okay. In and of itself, two day apart Russian oligarchs dying under very similar circumstances that would maybe raise some concerns, but there's another element of this story that I didn't tell you yet. In the first case, the bodies were found by the 26-year-old daughter Anastasia after she was unable to get a hold of her family. That's the Avayev deaths. And in the other case, the Protosenya deaths, the bodies were found by the couple's teenage son who had been staying in France after he was unable to reach his parents at their home in the coastal town of Lorette de Mar. So purely coincidence? Certainly it's a possibility. Spanish investigators are now reportedly trying to work out whether the Protosenya deaths were the result of a domestic murder-suicide or, or possibly an organized hit. Unconfirmed reports from news organization El Punta Vui suggest that some inconsistencies have been discovered at the Protosenya home. For example, there was no blood allegedly found on him, which would be inconsistent with the fact that the women were stabbed, if they were stabbed by him. Now, the natural question to ask is, if these weren't as they appear, murder-suicides, if there was some kind of a hit or assassination or conspiracy going on, what would be the possible reason or explanation for it? Well, here's how the theory goes. Russian President Vladimir Putin appeared to target billionaires in a recent speech where he talked about the decadent elements of westernized Russians. He said, I do not judge those with villas in Miami or the French Riviera or those who can't get by without oysters or foie gras or so-called gender freedoms. The problem is they mentally exist there and not here with our people with Russia. He went on to call for a self-purification of the nation. After the speech, there were reports of a kind of a mass exodus of private jets apparently fleeing Russia in the wake of his comments concerned about their safety. For its part, Novatech, they have denied any elements of strangeness here and said that even speculation along these lines is inappropriate, but obviously the world is paying attention and very interested to find out what might have happened here. Do you consider yourself a carnivore? When I say words like T-bone, filet, ribeye, rack of lamb, venison, bacon, pork chop, do your kind of taste buds just start to quiver in excitement? Well, if that's you, I have the most horrifying story possible to tell you. It's about a disease called alpha-gal syndrome, AGS, and the lone star tick. 
The Lone Star Tick is a very distinctive looking tick. The female has a bright white spot in the middle of her back. So that's how you can usually tell that that's the case. And the Lone Star Tick apparently, though not exclusively, is the carrier of a disease that makes people have an allergic reaction to meat, mammal meat, that is so severe that they can have to go to the hospital because of it in like full anaphylactic shock. One woman in Georgia had an allergy to meat, dairy, soap, and other products after a tick left her with AGS. Another one had such a severe allergic reaction that the mere smell of meat from a barbecue or restaurant can send her body into shock. She says she took a bite of a roast, and about an hour later, she was having stomach issues and hives all over her legs, went to the ER, and was in full shock, anaphylactic shock by then. So where does it come from? Well, the CDC says that AGS is a severe allergy to a sugar molecule found in the cells of most mammals, but not humans and other great apes, which is kind of a weird thing, apparently, if you were to eat meat of... Well, we won't go there. Anyway, the point is... It's mammals other than humans and great apes. The molecule is called galactose alpha 1,3-galactose, or simply alpha-gal. And starting in about 2009 is when it was first diagnosed in the United States, there were 24 cases. 2018, nine years later, 34,000 cases. And yeah, it's a weird disease. A tick bite makes you allergic to a sugar molecule found in mammals that doesn't even make you sick typically for several hours after you eat them because it's common for people to not even have a reaction for two to six hours afterwards. And then they can have things like hives, an itchy rash, nausea, coughing, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, and even like swelling of the lips, tongue, throat, eyelids, dizziness, drop in blood pressure, all, just all kinds of strange reactions. And if it comes six hours after you ate your hamburger, you might not even connect it with that. Now, here's the thing. Treatment, there is none. You just got to avoid the stuff. No lard, no gelatin, no deer, lamb, beef, pork, or any of the numerous medications, personal health care items, and household products that may also contain the sugar alpha-gal. I don't know how this strikes you, but when I was told as a young kid, hey, be careful about the ticks, you could get Lyme disease, or be careful about the ticks, they carry stuff, it never occurred to me that be careful about the ticks, it could turn you into a vegan against your will. I'm just not into this. It terrifies me. But I will say this, I think they've picked the wrong name for the disease. Calling it alpha-gal syndrome is so bland. Calling it AGS, that doesn't help any. What they really need to call it is the PETA disease. Although, in fairness, the PETA folks do think that you shouldn't be eating things like chicken either. Uh, and maybe some of them think you shouldn't be eating even fish. Uh, but both of those would be okay. Alpha-gal is only about the mammals. Now, I will say this for my part. It's easy to talk tough here because I'm saying if I got it, I would still be eating burgers and now just pay the price. But from the people who have its point of view, they don't seem to think that's a good bargain. And finally, from the hardships of living in Florida file, a story out of Naval Air Station Key West in South Florida. Now, NAS Key West is a pretty active field. They're the home of the Underwater Operations School for the Green Berets. They've got an F-18 Super Hornet squadron. They've got a squadron of F-5 Tigers. And it's even the home of the Joint Interagency Task Force South. With three paved runways, NAS Key West recently had to grind to a screeching halt because of the presence of a crocodile on one of the runways. Now, there's lots of wildlife in South Florida, okay? So there are a lot of indigenous species that are all around the grounds. But according to a photo posted on the base Facebook page, wildlife biologist Rosa Gonzalez couldn't actually deal with the croc herself and had to call in reinforcements because it was just too stubborn. And you can't take off on a runway where there's a crocodile sitting in the middle of it. That's no bueno. So she calls Florida Fish and Wildlife. They come along and they gently escort the crocodile outside the fence line. A recent survey indicates that maybe six or seven crocs actually live on board the Naval Air Station. And of course, there are loads of them and many other kinds of wildlife all around the area. 
And when I read the story, I could only think of one thing. I feel the need. The need. To sit completely stoic right in the middle of everything else that's going on. Or, as we might say here in Florida, right here, y'all, for as long as it takes. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. And hit that five-star rating when you're leaving. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.